Welcome to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, a business mindset coach, entrepreneur, and a top competitor in a male-dominated industry. I'm a native Texan, the youngest of all brothers, and a lettuce-hating, wine-loving, curses-like-a-sailor recovering perfectionist. I've spent over a decade building my commission-based career, and my life's purpose is helping other women achieve the same multi-six-figure success I achieved before I was 25. I have a passion for helping women with mindset, money, and manifestation skills to help every young woman realize her full potential. If you're looking for vulnerable conversations, professional development, inspiration, or even a kick in the ass to get you motivated, you have come to the right place. Thanks for checking out the Modern Manifestation Podcast. Now let's jump right in to today's topic. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the Modern Manifestation Podcast. I'm your host, Bree Brown, and today I want to talk about the type of desire you want to focus on when manifesting your goals, tools to help you become the version of you that can accomplish those goals, and then what a manifestation mindset actually looks like. When people first hear about manifestation, they're usually like, well, I'm doing all the things. I'm meditating, journaling, doing my gratitude exercises, visualizing. I am doing all the things. I'm just like crushing this manifestation thing. I watched The Secret. I got it. Let's make the magic happen. And that can, that's a great attitude to have. These are good habits, of course. Like It's good to go ahead and have a gratitude exercise and journaling and visualization and meditation. Like, all good habits, right? But these should be considered tools that help you get to the mental state you need to be in in order to manifest. Let me say that again. These should be used as tools to help you achieve a certain mindset. They're not magical tasks that manifest the things you want for you. The tools are there to help you enter into a new state of being, not doing. They're here to help you create a new identity for yourself that actually believes what is possible. It's about creating a new energetic set point within yourself, a new mindset that expects successful outcomes which directly impact how you live your life. It's expectation that creates the reality you want. You cannot help but manifest the things that you expect to have happen. So to manifest the shit you want, you need to get into a place where you expect your own success. And this is where law of action actually comes into play. The law of action forces you to do the things that make you feel like your million-dollar goal is the next step. It doesn't matter if that's actually the case. It doesn't matter if the million dollars is the next logical step. It's about getting yourself to believe that it is. Having the confidence that your success is inevitable. That state is what determines whether or not you're manifesting that dream job or the money or the house or the car or relationship, whatever you want. That state of being is what law of action helps you accomplish. That state of being gets you to do and accomplish the things that help you get to a place where you truly believe that the things you want are an expectation and not a far off dream. And that's how you manifest the big things. 
And no, I'm saying law of action, not law of attraction. There are multiple different laws if you're really into the the law of attraction world. Law of action helps you do the things that make your goals and dreams feel more realistic. And as humans, a lot of times we just need that law of action in order to fully get behind and embrace the reality of our dreams and goals and make them feel more realistic. And that's how we're able to manifest them. And there is a difference between expectation and a distant dream. And it comes from the desire behind it. So the first type of desire comes from scarcity. This is the type of desire that invokes a feeling of hopelessness or envy. So your internal dialogue, when you're coming from a place of that scarce desire, might sound something like, if I could only get this, if I had that, then things would be different. If I got a million dollars tomorrow, I'd be set for life. This has never happened to me before, but it would be so huge if it did. It's just so unlike my current circumstance that it would mean a lot and I would never have to go through this process. Like That desire comes from desperation. Desire from scarcity makes you focus on the vast distance between where you are and where you want to be. And that's where a lot of people find themselves. They want to manifest that million dollars, but they don't even have a dollar. And so that distance, they've in their mind, they've created this resistance because they can't help but notice how far away they are from that goal. And you can't attract what you're not a current match for. Desperation reveals that energetic divide that you currently feel. I'm not there yet. It feels far away. Therefore, you can't be an energetic match for your desires. In fact, you're actually pointing out your own distance from you to the desire. So you can't manifest it because you're not attracting it. You're not on that level. It doesn't matter how big the dream actually is. If you feel like it is out of reach, this very thought will create that resistance. And it won't inspire any action from you or for source because it's defeating. This is not the kind of desire that comes from a place of knowing and confidence. The undertone of this scarce desire comes from a place of, or it comes from like a lack and sense of what I'll actually dream about, but never possess. The undertone that comes with this is a lack and a sense of what I'll always dream about, but never actually possess. And it feels so out of reach to you that the thought and belief you're communicating to the world is that you never believe that you'll actually receive it. Always dreaming, never manifesting. The second type of desire is formed through an abundant mindset. This type of desire is going to feel exciting, energizing, and it feels like you have a sense of knowing about what things are going to unfold for you, what things are happening for you. And the internal dialogue within your head in this instance might be something like, once I accomplish this, when I have my million dollars, when my company explodes, I can't wait until blank. This type of desire sparks creation and an unfolding of fortunate events, a manifestation of the things that you want that might seem so crazy they shouldn't be in your reality, and yet they are. This is the state of being that aligns with source. That vibrates with the success you want, your inevitable success. And this expectation of this level of confidence has nothing to do with whether or not you're a good or bad person, by the way. A lot of people wonder why seemingly quote-unquote bad people accumulate wealth. 
It's not really about inner morality because we all have, we all come from a sense of source. We all have it within us. We're all created by that, the same energy that was used to create the universe. It's about the confidence of what you are owed from this world, not your morality, that confidence and what you expect to happen for you, not someone else, for you, what you expect to happen for you, whether or not you believe that you can get the same things other people have. And a lot of people's default is they can have it, but I can't. Or let me create that mental separation between where they are and where I want to be. And in the past, this type of knowing was more dominant in people that were arrogant and confident individuals, which is why a lot of people associate it with with bad people. But that doesn't mean that it has to come from that place of arrogance or from being a bad person. This confidence can come from a more spiritually aligned place, too. And I think more people are starting to realize that. A confidence that comes from knowing that you're from the same energy that created the universe, not a confidence born of the ego, can allow you to manifest the things you want to. You can harness this confidence and you will allow yourself to if you want to step into a being that creates and manifests the things you want. Confidence that comes from your connection to all things allows you to co-create your life with the energy of life itself, manifestation. So embrace it. It's a good thing. It does not reflect anything bad about you if you own that confidence and if you own that identity of someone that is wealthy. And actually, I want to take a quick detour and really dive into this a bit, a bit further because this comes up so often. So many people just have this idea that wealthy people are bad or that confidence is immodest, which can't be further from the truth. Wealth does not make you a bad person. Confidence does not make you an arrogant person. But it can feel this way if these things, these energetic states, are so opposite of your current state. If you're really meek and defeated, confidence will feel arrogant because it's so jarring, it's so different. And if you're really poor, wealth can seem greedy or bad. Because this is your response to something that you're not an energetic match for. So you're, you're subconsciously justifying where you are so that you can stay there without guilt. And even though we don't want this mentally or conceptually, we're staying there anyway because of these, these beliefs that we have. We can know something and not feel something. And when your energy doesn't match someone or something else, it will feel wrong, jarring even. But that doesn't actually mean that that thing is wrong. When you're not an energetic match for wealth or confidence, these things feel bad because of that divide between the frequency that you're on and the the frequency of those things. And you'll have to vibrate much higher in order to be on the frequency of wealth and confidence. This is why if you're ever in a really bad mood in your car and a really beautiful song comes on that you normally really love... But if you're in that bad mood, all of a sudden it's just like jarring. It's like, this is not what I want right now because it's so opposite of your current energetic state. So instead, you might want to listen to some other type of music like heavy metal or rock or something because that's more in line with the energetic state that you're in. That's what I'm talking about here. This is also why assertiveness can feel really aggressive if you've only ever been taught to be passive aggressive. Because if you're on that energetic level of passive aggressiveness, Of course, assertiveness, which is so far from where you are, will feel jarring. It'll make you feel like it's an attack, that it's aggressive. 
And it has nothing to do with whether or not assertiveness actually is aggressive and has everything to do with how different it is from your current state, the energetic difference. So if the idea of having confidence or wealth makes you feel alarmed in any way, that is a sign that you have some inner work to do on your vibration so that you can match the energetic state of wealth and confidence. You need to work on your energy so that these things, these states of beings do not clash with your own energy. Because you can only manifest or attract what you're a match for. And you don't want to be a match for meekness or poor, poorness, poorness, whatever. You don't want to be a match for those things. You want to be a match for the wealth and the success and all those high vibe things. Well, I'm assuming, right? I hope that no one here is like self-deprecating their own lives. But those are the things you want. So work to get yourself there energetically. Because that's the only way you're going to be able to attract those things to you. So thanks for letting me have that moment to address those energetic differences. I thought it was important before we jump back into the types of desires. So as I said, there is desire from scarcity, and then there's desire from abundance. And the source of desire, desire, desire matters a lot. You need to expect the things you want to manifest, and you need to have the confidence that they will work out. And this is what people are missing. They never fully believe the things they're trying to manifest. They don't believe they're actually possible for them. So they fake these feelings of confidence. They're like, oh yeah, I totally believe I can have a million dollars tomorrow. But they don't actually believe it. They don't actually believe it'll work out. Instead, they're just going through the motions of these tools. They're doing the meditations, the journaling, the gratitude exercises, the visualizing. They're checking all of the boxes. And they're half-assed saying they believe it. But they're not allowing these things to change their state of being, their confidence about what is to come. That's what these tools are meant for. And I can't stress it enough. Too many people treat these tools as something to do, something to check off, but too few of people allow these tools to take you into the being, the creation of the confident state of being, the state of being that expects the things you want. Because manifestation happens as a result of who you are, your habits, thoughts, expectations, how you carry yourself in the world, your energy, your identity. To manifest the things you really want, you need to believe they're possible. Actually believe it. And a great sign that you're not in alignment with a goal that you want, a a great way to test yourself to see whether or not you're actually in alignment, is to figure out how realistic it actually feels to you. Like when you think about it, do you have a pain in your heart where you're like, oh God, but it might not happen. If it feels too much like an improbable dream, then you're not there yet energetically. If you talk yourself out of the reality that you're trying to manifest, you're also not there yet. Like if you're saying, oh, I want to manifest a million dollars, but if I only get 50,000, I'll totally be okay with it. Like then you're not on an energetic match for a million dollars. You're already giving yourself excuses and already giving yourself outs. And you're doing that to protect your ego. You're doing that to protect something within you that believes manifestation is real and wants to to affirm it to yourself, and yet you're also scared it won't work for you. When your desires feel so far out of reach, you're coming from that desire of scarcity. And this is why tools can be helpful. This is why visualization can be helpful. When you desire something so much that it feels too big, nearly unattainable, or too grandiose, you're not yet a match for that desire. But you can change this source of desire. You can make it come from an abundant side. 
And the tool that helps me the most with shifting my mindset into actually believing something is possible and stepping into the being and not the doing is visualization. That's probably my go-to when I really need to help myself get into a state of believing that something's true for myself. And this really helps me a lot with my imposter syndrome because as a recovering perfectionist, imposter syndrome still comes up. Sometimes I believe that other people can do things that I can't. It's something I'm constantly working on. And visualization has been a huge part of helping me work through that. It allows you to replay your success thousands and thousands of times so that you desensitize yourself to it. Because when you've seen your desires play out in your head so many times already, your brain begins to believe it's more possible. It gets on board with you. And with each visualization, with each visualization, you're desensitizing your view of that goal. It may start off feeling really improbable and unlikely at first, but once you visualize that goal happening enough, your beliefs will start to inch away from improbable and closer toward expectation. Because replaying that success you want in your mind over and over and over and over again, it allows you to adopt a state of desire and confidence that makes your goals feel like the next natural step, the next logical step, regardless of where you actually are. That is when you are on the verge of manifesting what you want. This is the challenge of manifestation. Most people don't want to work on their mindset to help them get to this place of knowing. Most people visualize like once, twice, maybe three times, check it off their to-do list and say, well, that just didn't work for me. Or I do it every morning for five minutes, but it's like not really focused, just something that you're doing and not something that you're being. Visualization is about repetition. It's about working it into your brain and making it something that you expect. We know that the brain cannot discern between something that happens in the mind versus something that happens in our physical reality. And when your brain sees something mentally enough times, you can get there physically. Or in other words, basically visualization allows your mind to become desensitized. I keep saying desensitized, but that's just like the best word I can think of. Or maybe I should say it allows your mind to become used to the idea of your desire or to like the grand, grandiose of it. Grandiose, grandness, whatever. It allows your brain to get used to this idea of that reality. Like a million dollars doesn't seem so far-fetched. All of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, a million dollars, of course. Your goals just become this reality that you've already lived mentally thousands of times. Like, of course it's going to happen. Not if. I've seen it happen so many times. It's just right around the corner. That's what you're trying. That's the state of being you're trying to get to using visualization as a tool. And then when the thing actually manifests for you, you think, well, obviously, I've seen it happen thousands of times already. I knew that it would. I knew that it was coming. I just didn't know when. As opposed to, oh man, that would be so neat. That would solve all my problems. I wouldn't have to ask for anything ever again. If I could just manifest that, I'd, be, I'd never have to manifest another thing. Visualization helps your brain understand the possibility of the things that you want. And it gets your ego on board because your ego is going to fear that change. Good or bad, it, it doesn't care. It doesn't differentiate. Ego fears change. So getting your brain on board with this process and visualization allows it to become a new normal for you something that your ego is comfortable with. So then that also helps eliminate some resistance. And there's actually a great story about Major James Nesmith. And I don't know if I'm saying his name right. So, so sorry, James, if you're listening in. And I know I've talked about this before, but it's just such a good example that I wanted to reiterate it here again because it's been, I don't know, 30 episodes since I talked about that. 
Major Nesmeth was a prisoner of war for seven years in, in North Vietnam. And during those seven years, he was isolated in a dark room that was not any bigger than like four feet by five feet by five feet. And he knew that he would go insane if he didn't find some way to occupy his mind every day. So he began mentally golfing every day for four hours. And he went through all 18 holes of his golf game. And I'll be honest, I don't know a whole lot about golf, but apparently you want a very low score for golf when you go through 18 holes. And he had a game of 94 shots, like an average of 94, I guess is how you would say that. And during those seven years, he imagined his favorite golf course. And on that golf course, he imagined every grain of grass, every smell he would experience, every step he took, the way his clothing felt, the way his arms swung, where the ball dropped, where it bounced, when it rolled into the hole. And he would even think to change the weather from sunny to overcast to stormy, just to like change it up and give him some, some differentiation. And he would play through the entire 18-hole game for four hours every day in his mind. And when he was finally released, he went to play on that favorite golf course, and he knocked off 20 points from his average game. His new average was 74. And that was after seven years of never picking up a golf club, never, not really even being able to stand up fully. So he was in much less physical shape as a result of his captivity, and he improved his game by 20 shots, all through visualization. And I'll link that story in the show notes if you're interested in learning more about it. But you could also just Google any combination of keywords like man, captivity, visualizes, improved golf game, like any one of those things will pull up the story about Major Nesmith. So use the tools like visualization to help yourself get to a state of confidence, a state of knowing, an expectation that your desires are unfolding for you. Use the tools like visualization to convince your mind what is possible so that your reality can begin to reflect this new belief. But be sure to do less and to practice being more. That is the key. And embrace this new state of being that vibrates at that higher frequency because that is the secret to success. That's the secret to manifestation. If you're wondering why it's not working for you, ask yourself if you genuinely believe in something. And if you don't, use these tools to help you get to that state of believing or belief. I hope y'all have a fantastic rest of your week, and I will catch y'all next Monday. Until then, go out there and manifest some miracles. Thank y'all so much for hanging out with me today. If you enjoyed this podcast, hit subscribe so you can stay up to date with new episodes. As always, we would love it if you would share this episode with friends and family who could use the inspiration. As a new podcast show, we would really appreciate your honest feedback so I know what you like and what you could use more of. As a thank you for leaving us a rating, we will send you our seven weekly tips to create space for abundance. Make sure you screenshot your review and email it to us at hello at the T-H-E modernmanifestation.com so we can send them straight to your inbox. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find us on Instagram or Facebook at Modern Manifestation, or you can head to our website at themodernmanifestation.com. Thanks again for joining me and I will catch y'all in the next episode.